0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
1: Welcome back to this second half of Real Presence Live for, on today's installment. And uh, you're with Jack Canelli and Ryan Sappo, and we're broadcasting from the palatial studios here in Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> Looking outside the window, it's a nice sunny day, and it looks like the uh, snow is melting off the driveways. So uh, I should probably have an easy job cleaning yeah, off I the rest of the snow and ice off of my driveway today. I think you will. Yeah. Do you want to introduce our next guest?
2: I I bet I could. I probably could. Uh, this this next guest. You might have trouble is, uh, with the pronouns though
1: on this one. Yeah, Let well, me do it. The, pr- you-
2: the pronunciation is going to be a little bit tough for the last name because well, it- he's he's trouble. Usually it goes by Dr. Ryan at work. So that's uh. Well, before we even get in, oh, at you this, should do a joke. Okay, okay, I should. Okay, trouble. I'll
1: do a joke. Yeah, this please. is trouble. Yeah. I see
2: you pulling it up. I know you're excited. Yeah. Doreen sent you about a hundred, so we some... could we could just do this whole segment yeah. with jokes.
1: Yeah, they, they, yeah. Otherwise, we would probably have a whole segment of dead air if we're not <laughs> careful. <laughs> okay. Oh no. Oh, here's here. This is another one of those obvious ones. Uh, where would the where did the pilgrims first land?
2: I don't know, Jack. Where'd they land? on their feet. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, what would happen if a cranberry became sad?
2: Be a cran sad. I don't know. It
1: would turn into a blueberry.
2: Oh, that's brutal.
1: Okay, how can you know the age of a pilgrim by asking them about their pilgrimage age?
2: Oh, no. Well, that's kind of a
1: Catholic Pelderman. joke. Yeah, that is kind, kind of, of a, a Catholic good, a joke. Time. Okay, okay. We'll just... We'll, we'll suffer through one more of these if we can. Here. Uh-oh.
2: Oh, what happened? Oh. What if we just did, like, the loser game show host sound? Like, boom, boom, boom,
1: Okay. <laughs> You're the, okay. What would you call it if someone presents you with a tofu turkey? Oh, this is terrible. Pranks giving day. No. Okay. <laughs>
2: Those don't even deserve a drum roll, I don't think. I'm going to give that the Loser Game Show host. Okay. That's that's the sound.
1: Okay, well, we have live with us in the studio today, as our guest for this third segment of our program, we have Dr. Ryan Sappo. Yes, sir. The voice of Lumen Vision. Yes, sir. And also a sometimes uh, radio host. We're always happy to have him.
2: I'm a a pinch hitter usually for Doreen, and I'm happy to do it.
1: Right, and Doreen is happy to have you do it, too, because, you know... uh, it takes a lot of energy for her to do this, even though I think she likes doing it.
2: I think she does, too. And she's really good at it, too. Yeah. So, yeah, we miss you.
1: Yeah, but we we actually have you on here, not in addition to your hosting, to kind of talk about your faith journey. Yeah. And, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, Lumen Vision is a, a, a sponsor of uh, Real Presence Radio. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, let's talk about your faith journey and why you support Real Presence Radio. and. I guess the first question would be, has your faith always been an important part of your life? Oh,
2: that's a good question. It, it hasn't, uh, is, is the short answer, but not for lack of effort on behalf of my parents. Yeah, so that's, why, why, that's should usually... you,
1: why should you be different than anybody else? Right,
2: exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I think these stories are important to tell because, uh, you know, every person's faith journey is a little different, and uh, the more we share about how we came to know Christ, then the more others can get to know Christ uh, in their relationship with Him. So, right. I, yeah, I... I, I grew up uh, about an hour north of Fargo here in Mayville. Uh, Portland is actually the town I grew up in. Nobody knows where Portland is, so I, I, I went to... But
1: Mayport. Everybody yeah, knows Mayport that, CG. at least yeah, from around it, here.
2: If you're Class B or if you're on the east side of the state, you know where Mayville is because May- it had some of the best basketball teams. Uh, it's it, just unbelievable. Isn't it yeah. now Mayport, Clifford, Galesburg? Yes, Mayport, CG. So that's where yeah. I went to school. Um, and, uh, the you know, the, the eastern part of the state, particularly in Mayville, it's primarily uh, primarily a, a dominant Lutheran. Norwegian culture. And so uh, growing up, I didn't have a lot of Catholic friends in my classes, like especially in religious ed, there were maybe two or three kids um, that would come regularly. And you know from the surrounding communities, Mayville was a, uh, Our Lady of Peace was our parish and they they had a pretty wide net uh, of small towns that would all go to mass together. And so um, growing up, my parents were really heavily involved in the parish. They were youth group leaders for the ninth through 12th grade. Um, And uh, every Wednesday night, kids come over to our house and I'd be able to sneak over the balcony of the of the house and, and look at all the, the, the tall kids that were doing religious ed in my in my living room and um, I, I think their example was really an important part of, uh, of, of my faith journey especially my dad's the way he led our family the way he said hey mass is really important and I'm gonna go every week whether you do or not mm-hmm. um, I was the kid I think a lot of people could relate to this I was the kid who'd try to sleep in and close my eyes and pretend I was asleep so that I could skip mass on Sundays when I was a kid and that was that was something that that Was yeah. a pretty regular thing for me, and uh, my parents would get me up and get me to mass and say, "No, you're doing this." Um, I was going
1: to say, "Did you get away with no, it?" No, I
2: very rarely. I can. I think I can count on one hand uh, the number of times I did. But I think the 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 important thing uh, that that my parents did was pray for me and pray for my little brother, and that mm-hmm. was those those were the things that um, you know I didn't appreciate at the time, but I do now. Um, going to going into high school um, was kind of the, and making a decision for college was the moment that really. Uh, set up for me what what my decision was going to be as a Catholic because when you're raised Catholic it's just kind of part of the culture it's part of what you do and this is how you're going to do it and then you go off to then you go off to college you start making decisions for yourself and you, you have to decide is this what I want for my life is this something that's important to me not just that my parents are doing this but this is my faith this is something that's just for me right and
1: I, and I think one of the things that you, you kind of touched on just there is the, the idea of, you know you can be like a cultural Catholic yes you claim, absolutely. The, you claim the brand even though you know it's mm-hmm. not necessarily been incorporated into your heart
2: yeah absolutely and so that yeah my my formation really the the moments that i got to know who jesus was Happened at the University of Mary, and mm-hmm. that was that was when I where I went for my undergrad. I got a biology degree there, uh, minored in chemistry, and then I was planning on going to school there for three years. Uh, I, I I wanted to get in and out as quick as I could because uh, um, I wanted to go off to optometry school. I knew that I wanted to be an eye doctor from a very young age, and uh, so so I, I thought three years was going to be it. And then um, I got really involved in student government. I was able to work with uh, some of the strategic planning that's even happening now, the Vision 2030 plan that they're working on, uh, fundraising and all the cool efforts they're doing on campus to make University of Mary really a stalwart in Catholic higher education. And, and... uh then I decided, well, I'll just do four years, and so I had a whole bunch of free time my senior year, and I picked up a theology minor. So that was uh, it was on accident. I was just taking classes I thought was, were fun, but they were uh,
1: later in the day, they, were they? they? They were. They were.
2: I was sleeping in. I was well, actually. So my first semester senior year, I had a botany lab that I had to get up for at eight a.m. on Monday mornings, and that was a uh, that was a lot of. That was a lot of heartache for me. At college kids, we just don't like uh, getting up early. So the the sleep inside was really nice. Botany,
1: uh, was that a prerequisite for, it was op- for optometry?
2: The bi- well, for the biology degree, it was. Okay. And so that was part of it. Um, a lot of the pre-optometry requirements had to do with, like, anatomy, physics, um, physiology, chemistry, like all the different uh, how does the body work, how do these interactions sure. happen. And um, the more I learned, uh, particularly I think my, my faith journey was more... Um, Along the lines of Thomas Aquinas, than it was something more uh, like heart moving, spiritual moving. I assent to truth, and I, I like to know the why behind things. I like to I like to dive in and and see what are the specific things that uh, that that make this thing work. What makes it tick? And so when we're when we're looking at even the natural sciences, things like biology and physiology and chemistry, like those things are so incredibly detailed and nuanced and the more that you learn the less you know because there's so much more to it than what we know and so to me that was the that was kind of the light bulb switch for me that hey this is no accident like, yeah. like there are specific things that happen, just even in our eyes. You know, the macula is the center part of our vision, and that's where you might have heard of macular degeneration, Jack. That's something yes. that happens to usually it's people to grandma's my a, age. No, I was going to say that's grandma's what you were grandpa's. going for. No, I was going to say it's something that happens to your seniors. You're you're the I people older than you. No, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not going to say it. You did, but uh, but macular degeneration happens because the metabolism of the back of the eye slows down, and mm-hmm. so when that metabolism slows down, there's little garbage men cells that are supposed to clean up the debris in the back of mm-hmm. all of the different photoreceptor actions that are happening mm-hmm. when that slows down then there's landfills that form and that's what macular degeneration is and I just think it's incredible that for 50, 60, 70 years our bodies are able to do all these amazing things and that's not an accident it's it's the language of God and science is the language of God of like how this all works and oh. so that was that was something that really spoke to me. Yeah.
1: Well as, as Doreen tells me or says uh, science is really nothing but the unraveling of creation
2: yeah it's the playbook and dna is the language and there i mean there's so many things that that diet that get that can tie into you know this is how god did it and it's our job to figure out how yeah how he did it
1: yeah yeah i know and the idea of you know you're looking for the truth is kind of what drew you mm-hmm. more into a, a more solid faith i always get a you know i always tell people that uh Anybody who is sincerely seeking the truth mm-hmm. has to end up in the Catholic Church. Yeah, and uh, it, it's always interesting when you hear stories, you know, like uh, uh, Dr. Scott Hahn and some yeah. of these other guys. You know, it's kind of like you know, it's almost like every apologist that's on Catholic Radio is is a convert. Yes, you know, and they all started out by trying to deb. A lot of them started out by trying to debunk Catholicism mm-hmm. or to actually find out what was in fact the church that Christ instituted, yeah. and they. You know, they go back to the fathers of the church, and then they they come to this 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 oh, terrible realization. You know, it's like you <laughs> know, it's like it's falling. like the song "Help," I'm turning into my mother, but it's like "Help," I'm turning into a Catholic. I'm
2: falling into Rome. Yeah. Here we go. This yeah. is it.
1: So that was it. Kind of like you're seeking truth, and you just kind mm-hmm. of found that's where it was. Yeah. That's where it
2: came. And so after I graduated from the University of Mary, I went down to Arizona for optometry school, and. Uh, Um, The University of Mary has a campus at uh, Arizona State, and that's how I met my wife, was through the campus at University of Mary. Maggie was a student at Arizona State, also a student at U Mary, and uh, we met at a fundraising dinner where we were supposed to be schmoozing with donors, and we Mm -hmm. just... I mean, the rest is history, Jack.
1: Uh-huh.
2: It's, uh huh. It's five years of marriage and uh, one little one on the way, yeah. uh, coming in January. So we're we're pretty excited. Well,
1: that reminds me. But we're coming up on the break. But I will say that uh, tomorrow is a special day for me and Dreen because we met, at Holy Spirit Church after mass. No kidding, that's uh, awesome. And I believe it was 1975.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So anyway,
1: Jack. but with that. Let's go to the break and we'll come back and we'll continue our discussion with uh, Ryan about uh, kind of his journey of faith and also, you know, why he is, his business is a sponsor of Real Presence Radio. So stay with us. There's more to come.
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
3: The very day that uh, I was appointed as bishop, uh, I came over to the studio and and uh, had an interview with you, and and so that was my first introduction to the real presence. It's been it's been part of my life as a bishop from the very beginning. And I felt, you know, from that very very first time that uh, we talked uh, on the air, I, I felt like I already was being introduced to the faithful of our diocese and to this whole area, which which is a great thing because you know one of the the challenges for A new bishop, an old bishop, any bishop, is to um, have contact with his people and to be a part of their lives in some way. And Real Presence Radio, from the first day, has helped me to do that. I really feel like I have a way to to reach the lives of our Catholic faithful and others as well who just happen to be listening. And and that's a real blessing because in a diocese as large as ours, area-wise, it's, it's hard to get around to every place. And um, I traveled all the parishes as much as I can. And, and yet this is a way that I can reach people that otherwise perhaps I wouldn't be able to visit with. And they get a chance to hear what's on my mind. And, and uh, through different events that I've participated in on the air, I've heard some of their questions too, which has been a lot of fun. So it's, it really is a blessing to me. I, I feel very fortunate that this, this network is so alive and so vibrant in in our diocese and really in this whole Northern Plains area. It's wonderful.
0: Did you know you can listen to all your favorite local shows like Awaken and Real Presence Live on any podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon Music? Just search for Real Presence Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And don't forget to give us a good rating so others can discover the shows. Listen to your favorite RPR shows anytime, anywhere by subscribing on any podcast platform. Just search for Real Presence Radio today. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
1: Okay, we're back again with uh, our third uh, segment of Real Presence Live today. And we're talking with uh, my co-host for the day, Dr. Ryan Sapo. And uh, we're talking about his journey of faith. And before the break, we left off in Arizona where he was at optometry school. And that's where he met his wife-to-be. That's right. They were smoothing people. A fundraiser. That's right. right. Okay. That's
2: right. We were schmoozing. We were trying to raise money. It was a Diocese of Phoenix Catholic Schools event where Monsignor Shea, the president of the University of Mary, he was the keynote for that event. So, uh, uh, on top of all the other amazing uh, accomplishments, accolades, and resume points that he has, matchmaker can be added to that list. Oh, priests so, love to do that yeah, sort of thing. Isn't that just great? Yeah, mm-hmm. he just loves setting everybody up. So that was that was great. Yeah. So I I went to optometry school in Arizona and. Um, Maggie and I met, uh, we started dating, and then Maggie decided to, and discerned, uh, to serve with FOCUS as a FOCUS missionary. She went to Lincoln, Nebraska, for two years and our, our relationship, really our dating and engaged relationship was long distance uh, during that time because uh, Maggie was a missionary at uh, Nebraska. I was in Arizona, but that's where her family was. So she'd come and visit often. And that was that was good to good to cultivate that relationship. And uh, after Maggie finished her time and focus, I was going into my fourth year of optometry school. And that was when we got married uh, right before my fourth year. So the fourth year of school is generally internships where we go to different places and uh, practice different modes of clinic operations and I, I did a lot of pediatrics and so that's what lumen vision does is work a lot with little kids and their families and uh, um, that was our first year of marriage was living in four different places for three months we started in uh, Providence Rhode Island then we went to Chicago and then we went to Nashville and then we went to Fort Collins Colorado so three months in each spot it was you, wild did
1: you do live in motels we
2: pretty much so we rented Airbnbs which were fully furnished and that was how we got around but the, the school doesn't set you up with that you have to sure. find it on your own so we basically lived out of Maggie's car uh, and uh, just I hope stuffed, she had a big car stuffed it all in the in these little bins in the car and got, I mean it was quite a quite a work of God it almost looked like a clown car to get yeah. everything in there and then uh, yeah then we traipsed off to the next location so it was once we landed in Fargo after I graduated school uh, it was really nice to have our own place yeah. like that was really nice Well,
1: my next question I think you already answered it by explaining that your wife was a focused missionary yes. but it's going kind of, you know and I, I'm seeing parallels between uh, your Marriage in mind, but how has marriage affected your relationship oh, with God?
2: I mean, it, it, Shane was talking about this in the first segment about how a lot of times spouses will help lead their spouse to heaven uh, through their example and their prayer, and I think that was something that was really evident in in my relationship with Maggie. You know, we were both raised in great Catholic families, we were both uh, instructed in the faith, and then we took that responsibility. Uh, of uh, of the faith uh, very seriously and and that was something that was a great fruit for me uh, you know our, we, our, our relationships had many crosses I mean we struggled with infertility for a long time before conceiving this child and uh, it, you know this, this is something that there's ups and downs uh, along the road but the, but Jesus is faithful and he and he loved us very sweetly and lightly through those crosses and mm-hmm. that was something that you know the more we, we, we unite ourselves to uh, to the cross the more fruit there will be in that suffering that we mm-hmm. have. So it's it was a beautiful thing. On the inside of my wedding ring uh, is the phrase, Maggie had it inscribed, memento mori, which means remember your death, uh, KC and slogan. Uh, that was a very, uh, very poignant uh, reminder that every day, not only am I going to die someday, but marriage is death, meaning mm-hmm. you have to lay yourself down. Uh, and and put someone else's needs before your own, and so that was that was a good reminder for me, and I think uh, very fitting and uh, and really cool to have on the inside of my, my wedding, wedding ring. Yeah. I think yeah, I think it's a cool it's a cool thing. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, dream is that uh, I can't remember if it was one of our kids or, or a friends' wedding, but a uh, lady uh, friend of hers that she was sitting with after the wedding, you know, they were marching out. The lady said, "Now the suffering begins." Yes,
2: that's right. <laughs> Here we go. Now the games begin, and yeah. you know I think it's 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 very uh... it's very fitting that uh... that that Right now we are anticipating our first child baby's due January 10th and uh it's during Advent so Maggie was telling me this is going to be the adventiest yes. advent that <laughs> I've ever the had the time in my of life. anticipation yes. and,
1: and and patience uh, and waiting
2: awaiting the lord and also awaiting our little our little one this is so exciting oh, so exciting
1: That'll be great
2: Yeah we're excited
1: No you no know, you mentioned the infertility I thought well there's number 3 that I'm I'm relating to as far as yeah, our seriously. story too It was
2: it, you know and and the it, it happens to a lot more people than I think we think, than, than and we know right. and it's a conversation that's different for every person and the sufferings different and how yeah. we how we go through that is okay. different but so
1: you got married you came to Fargo and you yes, started lumen vision why don't you tell yes, us I about did. how you incorporate or bring faith into your work and also yeah. the name yeah. lumen vision lumen I mean. is
2: Latin for light um, and uh, there were a few reasons why I brought lumen vision uh, to Fargo and and the you know lumen is uh, this is my own clinic it's an independent clinic um, and we try to be as Catholic as we can but it, especially in in my life Line of healthcare, there aren't a lot of controversial things. You know, we're not dealing with stem cell research, we're not dealing with abortion, we're not dealing with anything that's really heavy hitting. So, some of the ways that we incorporate, uh, you know, the Catholic faith into the business, one is by partnering with um, glasses companies and people that make frames that give a give back to the community in some way so we have a frame line called eyes of faith for example they have a scripture verse printed on the inside of each frame and uh, the team that makes those frames prays for the people that purchase them it's such a beautiful ministry mm-hmm. and such a beautiful mission there's even frames that uh, that that plant a tree for every frame that's sold and like mm-hmm. those kind of environmental and stewardship and um, you know there, there's beautiful things that happen there but I think the big one that people kind of raise their eyebrows at that we do at lumen vision is we take every holy day of obligation off as a Sunday. So um, like we're closed on December 8th. We're closed on November 1st. We're closed on August 15th. And those specific You're feast wild days, man. it's pretty crazy. And like, <laughs> you know, when we get, when we close our office, it's really, you know, the, there's two reactions that we get from people. One is, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Let me look this up. Or <laughs> the second is, wow, that's really cool. I love that they do that as Catholics. Yeah. And so, it's, it's a really cool, uh, a, a cool, easy way for us to evangelize. And I, I think, you know, even um, in a in a secular world, in a place where, you know, my wife teaches middle school religion, and that's a really easy way for her to incorporate her faith every single day, but it's tougher in a secular world where we're working in jobs that might not have opportunities for that. So, those yeah. little things, um, even just, you know, my people asking me, what'd you do this weekend? I always, always include that I went to Mass, even if that was a given, just because then I can say, hey, I went to Mass, I went to church this weekend, and that's something that was a part of my weekend. Yeah,
1: yeah you just kind of, it's like throwing some bait out there. Someone can, you know, yeah. it, it, it opens a door that if they want to talk
2: about it, it starts the conversation. fine, and if
1: they don't, that's fine as well.
2: Yeah, and I, I think, you know, one of the things that was really important to me as a business owner was... Being able to find ways to support missions I believe in, and like that, that was another reason, a big reason, Jack, why I I've made a really intentional effort to support Real Presence Radio as an underwriter for the programs that happen here, mm-hmm. um, and like that's you know. It, part of being a business owner is figuring out how are we going to spend advertising dollars, how are we going to market, what are the things that are going to bring in new patients so that we can other people can get to know what we do. And um, I made a really intentional decision that when we advertise, we're going to make sure that we underwrite programs and organizations that are making a difference in a real tangible way and i think real presence radio is one of those organizations so i i'm really proud to support rpr
1: okay well in that, that way yeah, and we're happy to have you as yeah. a sponsor too it's fantastic sure. but you know have you noticed any you know you know, it's it's kind of hard, you know, to to measure right what's the, the extent to which yeah. What's the fruit? That yeah, is there,
2: there, it's it is tough. Like you said, it's it's really tough to measure the um, the fruit or the return on investment would be another word that we would use in a in a mm-hmm. business world. But one of the things that I think is really important, just in, on top of that, is like if you're going to spend money on marketing, we might as well be doing something with it, right? It might might as well be making a difference. So like sponsoring Real Presence Radio spreads the gospel and keeps the lights on here. You know, mm-hmm. I, in my very small way that I can advertise and underwrite programs, it's a really small way that I can help this mission that we do here. And um, the return has been unbelievable. I mean, like there there are three or four patients every every week that we see that have heard me on the radio on Real Presence and said, oh, it was about time that I had an eye exam. I thought of you. Um, or I saw your face in the church bulletin. Or I, you know, I heard you I heard you on, a, on, on programming doing a Real Presence Live with Jack Kennelly, and that was the best. Hours that I ever spent in my whole life. You know, th- those sort of things that uh,
1: yeah. I, I I'm sure you hear that all the high time. High praise, man. High <laughs> praise. But I, you know, I
2: think I think that those those sort of uh little conversations, even if there isn't a humongous monetary advantage. And yeah. let me tell you, Jack, it has been from a return on investment side. Our business is doing well. Like I it it's it's been a beautiful thing to support Real Presence Radio, to be able to help uh support this mission. And also keep the lights on at my clinic too, and be able to take care of my team. So mm-hmm. I, I think that you know, not only from a monetary side, but also from a from a spiritual and also from a from a mission driven side, we're able to support real presence in a real tangible way. So, yeah, I would I would encourage any business owner to consider sp- sponsoring and underwriting some of these programs.
1: Yeah, and uh, that's great. It's good to hear. You know, we don't have very many sponsors. We've had a chance to actually. Have on the air to talk yeah. about you know uh, you know why they sponsor and you know like you mentioned what the fruits are.
2: I think the Catholic community, just in general, and I think this happens in every in every community uh, across the country, not just in the mm-hmm. upper Midwest, but the Catholic community is really tight-knit and we want to support each other and we want to be able to grow closer to Jesus together. And so when I'm thinking of who do I want as an electrician, for lumen visions new project that we're doing at our office who do i want as a plumber what sort of um you know advertising or marketing group do i want to work with i'm going to check the bulletin i'm going to check real presence radio i'm going to look at all the different catholic organizations that i support and i i want to be able to 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 find those groups that are also supporting these missions and work together
1: i'm a I was a lawyer in my past life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked for, you know, healthcare companies. I wasn't in private practice, but I don't know how many times I would get calls from friends and acquaintances asking, you know, I, I, I need to have a, a will done. Do you know any good Catholic lawyers in town? Yes. You know, and I, uh, I hear that all the time.
2: That's important. And it's it's really important because that com- or like our common faith gives us something that we can center ourselves around, right? We can center ourselves around Christ, His cross the mission of the church to spread the gospel and like those things are super important when we're looking at just how do we find like-minded people how do we work together and right that's a beautiful thing
1: right and i know uh you know i, I think a lot of our listeners are you know they want to they want to support sponsors
2: yeah they do know? and i and i think it's you know if you're if you're a business owner out there thinking man i've been thinking about this i i I'm discerning whether or not this is a good idea to support Real Presence Radio. I would wholeheartedly, 100%, endorse get underwriting on some segment that you think is really important. You know, the 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 ones that we sponsor are the segments that I listen to on my drive home from work, and also on the the morning commute, uh, listening to Real Presence Live. So, like those are the things that I support, and very specifically, I can help uh, sp- sponsor that mission because I want to keep those programs on the air. It's a beautiful thing.
1: Okay, and that's great. And we really appreciate your sponsorships as well. Uh, You know, speaking for uh, Brent or... Yeah, the
2: whole team. The whole
1: team, yeah,
2: for Mark and all of them. It's a great team.
1: Yeah. Anyway, we're coming up on a break. We've been talking to uh, Dr. Ryan Sapo from Lumen Vision and also our co-host for today. And uh, at the end, on the other side of the break... Coming up next, there's an event with a cause coming soon. There's a mystery for you. Ooh. Stay tuned to hear who this, who this supports, and how you can get involved. I love the teaser. Yeah, it's That's on great. the other. It's on. It's on the, par, the page underneath that note. I don't even know mm. who it is yet, or at least I don't remember. Get but excited. We shall see. Rachel, take it away to the break, and we'll be back with you. So stay tuned for more of Real Presence Live.
0: Live, engaging, and local.